Welcome to the Wing Chun Podcast, the Sifu's Stories, the place where the world's most renowned Sifus share their stories and insights. I am your host, Bogdan Roshu. We're here with uh, Sifu Della O'Sullivan, and um, to be honest, my students were extremely excited to have her on the uh wing chun podcast she's um she's a bit of a rare uh, gem let's say because you don't have so many women sifus out there teaching um wing chun sifu o'sullivan please tell us a bit about yourself how you started out with uh with wing chun and um did you do any uh, other types of martial arts before okay hello <laughs> hello everybody um, first, I just want to say thanks again for having me on here. It's quite an honour. Um, so I'm very pleased to be on here today. Um, I, I started Wing Chun um, in 2006, but I did actually grow up in a household of martial artists. So my father was a karate black belt when I was growing mm-hmm. up. And uh, my brother dived in and out of various martial artists. I was more of a dancer, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more into dancing and gymnastics. Um, and I, I was brought along for to martial arts when I was a child, but I ran out and went, I don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> so um, it, was, it was quite interesting that I ended up being the one in the family that has this as a career. But um, yeah, I, I grew up watching Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, a uh, big fan of watching Kung Fu films. And it wasn't until I was in my 20s when I had um, my son that I mm-hmm. felt it was the right time to start something up. And I fell in love with Wing Chun instantly. Uh, as soon as I walked into the gym and I heard about the philosophical side and how it can change you and mm-hmm. uh, help you grow. And I felt the technical side was really practical. I could do it. I didn't feel inferior to guys. Um, I love the fact that it was founded by the history, the legend, founded by a female. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just fell in love with it instantly and uh, have been doing it almost every day ever since. So. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that you uh, were submerged basically in this um, philosophy of martial arts. Did you do any other uh, martial arts before Wing Chun or was it your first? I don't think anything else qualifies um, as mm-hmm. doing a martial art because I was brought into a karate school for a few few lessons. But no, I never... This was my first. I, I, right. I think this would be considered my first martial art. I don't think two lessons count. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny because um, we were invited over in this uh, seminar where we ha- there were mm, different types of martial arts, right? And uh, in our school, we're like 50% guys and 50% girls, right? Wow. And my students were, were so grateful after the seminar that they were like, Sifu, thank you so much for teaching us Wing Chun, right? (laughs) (laughs) We just uh, enjoyed the simplicity of it. And um, you mentioned something about the philosophy of of Wing Chun. What did that feel like when you got, when uh, you first came into contact with it? What what was the philosophy to you then and what is it to you now? Okay, so the time I started Wing Chun um, was, was a time... 
uh, for me, it was it was a it was a big change in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- had some some not not great things happen, and it was it was about change. It was about a positive change. So um, it was sprung on me as quite a surprise. So I went there literally just to pick up a hobby to get myself out the house, and then I heard um, the philosophy behind Wing Chun that to master the art would be to master yourself Mm -hmm. and to be in control of your emotions Mm -hmm. and um, it hit me quite hard because I felt a lot of my decisions I'd made in my life were based mainly around my my emotions and how I felt at the time not necessarily what was best for me Mm -hmm. Um, you know I do things for people because I cared about them and not recognize that they were not so caring for me Mm -hmm. and um, yeah I felt that uh, that's what I needed more than anything at that time and yeah I I think I think it's a beautiful thing you know you you develop physically as well as internally and I, I, I connected with that that resonated with me quite a lot because and I thought it was really, really clever because, you know, you're learning something that's quite actually quite brutal, mm-hmm. um, quite physically, it could, can be quite physically devastating. But at the same time, you have to develop your character. And I felt that was um, the ultimate, like, form of, of, of self-control to have something that's quite brutal, but to never want to use it and be a good person at the same time. I thought that was quite beautiful. And obviously, I grew up watching Kung Fu films. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> it was self-control. That, that really, really hit me. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So how did you decide to become a Sifu? Well, I, um, I, I like I said, uh, Wing Chun was like uh, very, actually very addictive to me when I mm-hmm. first started. I, I wanted to do it all the time, every day, and <laughs> I become uh, something that was part of my daily routine within a matter of months. Yeah. And um, I was studying at the time to be a legal secretary. I just finished some exams. Mm-hmm. And my Sifu at the time, uh, my first Sifu said to me, would you, you know, do you want to open a school? And I didn't even think. I just went, yes, I want to be a teacher. <laughs> I, it was, it was, it, I've never come across anything in my life since or before that I've been more sure about. It's quite unusual for me. So, because, um, you know, I'm normally quite indecisive with things, but that was like, yes, I know I need to be a teacher. <laughs> so, yeah, it's quite um, an instant. Uh, it was like, I just knew I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So I was telling you before that I announced this uh, interview to my students and um, they sent over a bunch of questions for you. And um, very interesting questions. And I'd like you to, I'd like to read them and uh, see, you know, if, um, if we can come up with an answer for them. Okay. <laughs> cool. So um, the first question comes from Roxana. And she's saying... The first thing I noticed just a few months after I started Wing Chun is that it sharpened my senses and it made me think of possibilities or scenarios of how to escape a situation. What was the first impactful shift you noticed after you started taking Wing Chun seriously? Uh, I would say a a similar thing, actually, the reflexes. I, Mm -hmm. I felt that my nervous system had been programmed. It wasn't um me thinking and then moving i felt that because wing chun deals with quite a lot of um repetitive mo- movements even before the chi cell stage you're starting to program your nervous system and you're getting automatic reflexes mm-hmm. and um I, I was quite a clumsy person actually before wing chun but um mm-hmm. and still for a long time but i would be able to recover 
So if I drop something, I'd catch it before it hit the floor. I've noticed things like that. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm getting quite good reflexes. Or if someone tried to make if someone made me jump, I would have that movement, which gave me confidence because I felt, okay, this is in my body. It's mm-hmm. not just I know techniques. My my body knows the techniques. My body knows how to react. So I felt that change. That was quite um, yeah, a big thing actually. Excellent, excellent. Um. Gina, so that was from a female student, was it? It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most, most. Okay, quest- that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We have like four questions from uh, the girls and one from uh, one of my guy students. So okay. Gina is saying, um, "Well, which was the biggest challenge as a practicing woman of the Wing Chun uh, system?" Um, I would say my biggest challenge was to connect with myself. I know that sounds mm-hmm. really cliche, but all my teachers have been men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that although Wing Chun was, a, was an art founded by, by a woman, you're still being taught by a man mm-hmm. and you still naturally follow your teacher and try to mimic and, and, and do things differently. But I felt that my, my, my biggest challenge was to connect with myself as a woman and right. do this as, as, a, as a female and realize, yes, there are men that do Wing Chun and it was, you know, allegedly founded by a woman, mm-hmm. but you have to do it in your way and like enhance my natural abilities as a female. Mm. Um, and I had to teach myself that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I had to teach myself that. And, um, you know, like things like naturally as, as women, I would say a lot of women I've, I've, I've taught as well, we naturally just don't want to hurt anybody. We want to, yeah. um, we're nurturers. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're nurturers. So to get that spark to want to actually fight back, even in just even just in a grading, which is quite a safe environment, people are protected. These people don't genuinely want to hurt you; they're just testing you. Right. Um, to get that ability to want to fight back um, and get that spark within myself was hard at first. You know, I had uh, my my first teacher said, "Oh, you know, what if?" Or, uh, and other guys, what if the guy wanted to sexually assault you and stuff like that? That didn't really hit me as hard. But when someone mentioned my son, mm-hmm. that's what clicked. And I, wrote, I thought, that's what's natural within us. We're protectors. So mm-hmm. if that's the spark, then that's what I need to think about to train myself to know that I have the capacity to want to fight back. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was... Uh... Yeah, that was my biggest challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen that in my uh, female students a lot. There was this one situation when uh, two of my students were sparring a guy and a girl, and the girl hit the guy, and she started crying instantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did, I, my, my first physical exam, I, I got a bit emotional as well, because mm-hmm. I was sparring with my best, one of my best friends, and I thought, oh no, it wasn't, it wasn't a nice feeling, but yeah, that's, that's what we have to overcome. It's, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we respond more emotionally. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And thank you so much for that insight. It helps me improve the way I teach as well. Awesome. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, George is asking, which are the subtle differences a woman feels between a man and a woman as opponents in a fight? Sorry, can you repeat the question? Sorry. Yeah, uh, he's basically asking, what do you feel, what are the differences that you feel when your opponent is a guy and when your opponent is um, a girl, basically, when you're fighting or in, uh, in sparring? Okay. Um, well, when we spar, we do Wing Chun versus Wing Chun, but mm-hmm. um, we of- often mimic other styles as well, just to make it um, 
make it harder. So when, when I do like I did my last exam, I had to do the wolf's jaw, and basically I had all the guys and some girls in in, in the wolf's jaw as well. But mm-hmm. they would do anything. They would come and run, run at you, try and rugby tackle you, punch you, do some uh, boxing techniques and kicking techniques, um, mm-hmm. not not necessarily winching. Right. Um, and yeah, I just found that the guys would because I'm small. I'm only five foot, so um, I found the guys would try and challenge me in a way where they can they would run at me and try and pick me up or or control me and right. be physical physical strength overpowering me physically. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the girls um, I've sparred with, they would try and be more they're faster. They try to be fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was the the only difference with um, with their sort of attacks. Um, is was that was that? The, was that yeah, the yeah, Sorry. yeah. Sorry, that's that's how I felt that people would, uh, that the men would try and attack me. They try and put pressure on me in that way because they could, because they're they're bigger and stronger, so they would test my ability to get out of um, a controlling mm-hmm. situation. So. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, you were on point with the with that reply. <laughs> and uh, Yulia, Yulia is uh, asking, what do you think a woman's contribution can be in the development of the style? seen as an ever-evolving system and uh, what insights leading to a deeper better understanding of the style can a skilled woman practitioner offer as a contribution so Mm, that's a very good question (laughs) um it's a difficult one because i do feel okay um although there are quite significant differences between male and female practitioners I'd like to think that it's the soul of a person mm-hmm. that can contribute rather than the fact that they're female or male um, awesome. I think fe- women do have uh, obviously different abilities and men have different abilities but mm-hmm. I, I, I like to I like to, to, to think that yeah it's the soul of, a, of, of an individual the right person not necessarily their gender I think it should overcome that yeah. Someone that's going to add to the style. It should be. It should go beyond gender. Mm-hmm. It should go beyond, It should go more. More inside the person's soul, inside their understanding and um, their knowledge, their skill, their experience, their dedication. Um, but I do also, <laughs> like I said, mm-hmm. feel that women are um, very. I would say we're naturally very intuitive, mm-hmm. um, and I I do draw towards myself learning more of the internal growth in martial arts and in Wim Chun and being able to apply that with physical side mm-hmm. um, if with more of a balance is important so um, I don't know maybe they could they could look at it look at that side a bit more because women I think are naturally more like I said we're not we're not, we're not always wanting to fight mm-hmm. although Winter enables us to be able to. Um, the other side, I think, is a bit. Sometimes, not all, not all associations, not all, all practitioners, but um, I don't think it's looked at enough as the other side. So, mm-hmm. as the fighting side, so maybe that could bring a balance from a woman. Who knows? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I really enjoy that answer, and I, I do feel it is exactly that way. I mean. Some people, just like Yulia was asking, um, you know, how could how could I contribute to the system as a woman? But some people might ask themselves, what could I ever um, contribute to the system? I don't have the size, I don't have the muscles, I don't have the time to to train as much as I can. And 
it's really down to your character and your soul, just like you mentioned. It's yeah. really not about your body I'm... type and uh, your previous experience. It's really about what you decide for Wing Chun to be for you. Yeah, and your circumstances, because obviously the way Wing Chun was created, it was under a particular set of circumstances. It yes. might not have ever come to light if those tragic things had ever happened. And I think, you know, it could, mm -hmm. could be a person's, uh, you know, their circumstances, they could have could have experienced something no one else had and had yes. to think, oh, wait a minute, that's that's missing and no one's realized yes. yet. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I always tell my students that if you're, if you're 17 years old, you have something to share with a 15-year-old, right? It doesn't really matter where you are in your life. You still have something to share or um, something to give the people around you because you have these, you had different experiences than the people um, around you. Mm. Excellent. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the last uh, question. From this one is from uh, Teodora. Um, she's asking: Throughout your years of training and practice, have you ever found yourself challenged to continue and keep learning? And if so, can you share what you what made you pursue the art further? Okay. Um, I've had several challenges, and I think if you are going to do Wing Chun seriously and some of the best, um, the people who push themselves the most are the ones that almost quit. Mm -hmm. So I think hmm. um, my biggest challenge um, and, and aside from uh, just my, my own personal development, my biggest challenge to uh, push myself further right. was um, I would say, I hate to mention it, but the politics in Wing Chun, that's mm -hmm. what really made me quit quite a few times. I left my first teacher for this, for this yeah. reason. And um, you know, I just, I went searching for my Sifu um, after and I, I, I nearly never found him. So that was my biggest challenge to find someone that I could really connect with, that connects with me on, yeah. on, on a different level and people that have the right mindset. Um, and obviously I'm in a good association now and I found that, but before it was, it was a, it was a very big difficulty. Um, for me to want to continue but like I said wintering is a calling so I never I never gave up I still taught and I finally found somewhere that I felt I'd belonged but that was um yeah I th and I think I think it's true that many people who um who have gone really pushed themselves and achieved uh, achieved highly yeah. uh, have have come to a point where they've hit a wall and they've nearly quit yeah. you know I think not just in Wing Chun, but just in life in general. So. And may I just may I just point out that I know exactly how you feel and what you went through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I know a lot of people who who are staying away from uh, you know from public debates, from the forums, from everything because of the politics in uh, Wing Chun. Uh, fortunately, in uh, in the Wing Chun podcast. I, I've been incredibly fortunate to have people who are incredibly open-minded and loving um, for the art. And we always spoke of this uh, this subject, you know, about the state of the Wing Chun community. How can we how can we work together instead of putting ourselves uh, down, um, you know? And I'd like to ask your uh, two cents on this um, subject as well. What do you think we can do? individually so that the Wing Chun community becomes more like a family, not uh, a place where you get criticized or, you know, people put each other down. 
Um, I would say the only way to move forward from that is for people to come from a place of compassion mm. and um, tolerance because, you know, just because someone does something slightly different in, the, in their association or with their, their lineage, um, does it make it better or worse? Yes. You know, I think that Wing Chun is, a, is, a, is obviously a system that's been adapted over many generations. It has many different lineages mm-hmm. and people do things slightly differently in other, in other ways. I think that if people concentrate on the negative things or what yes. they perceive as negative just because it's from, different from their own, their own thing, that then they're literally, they're never going to develop themselves. And um, I think, you know, you just have to, it's just, it's just tolerance and compassion, just like anything else mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the world. You know, you have to appreciate that it's come from different places. It's come from different lineages, from different teachers and respect that. I think that's, that, that, that is the, the, the key way. You're in your association, you're happy where you are, fine, but that's, that's, all, that's all you need to focus on, your own path. And um, be respectful. I have lots of friends from loads of different associations and they do things differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's it doesn't bother me, you know, it doesn't bother me. I, I, I mean, I'm, I have one teacher and I learned from him. So why, why does it, why would it bother me what someone over there is doing yeah. with their teacher? You know, I just think it's, um, I think that's the way, the only way people can move forward is if they just let it go. And I think a lot of the problems, not just in Wing Chun, but in, in lots of martial arts, mm-hmm. is overcoming your own, I don't know, it sounds cliche, but it's very true, overcoming your own ego. Yes. And just letting go of your, of, of the things that are bothering you, your your irritations and mm-hmm. overcoming them yourself, because that is self-development. If something's bothering you and really, really irritating you to the point where you feel you have to go online and put someone down, then that's an issue within yourself. Unless yes. they're doing something to harm someone else, I don't think it's necessary and it's just a reflection on their themselves. So I think, yeah, the people I've met have been great. Um, have had, never had any issues with they're just decent people concentrating on the pa- their own passion and we share a passion and it's it's just a, a, a wonderful thing it's nothing that ne- there's nothing negative about it so. absolutely it's so different when you meet someone in real life and you realize you know it's not just a, a facebook profile it's, there's actually a person in front of you right mm-hmm. uh, so guys if um if you're listening and uh you want to type that nasty comment oh you don't hold the tanzao correctly the bongzao is wrong and stuff like you know just think of it before you type right mm. excellent yeah <laughs> yeah um I, I, there was a saying but i can't remember it i think um yeah i think i, I think wing chun is is a is an individual is an is, is a unusual combination because you're in a community but you mm-hmm. also develop developing as a person, yes. as an individual in your own way. And I think that's the key thing is, is to reflect. And maybe this is this is the, the reason, you know, like um, maybe the lack of ph- philosoph- uh, the philosophical training, the philosophical understanding um, doesn't enable some people to, to handle things the best way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a martial artist, number one, is being respectful. Yes. Um, so I think, yeah, there's, there's two currencies, you know, you obviously people pay to learn. But the second currency is respect. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the, the characteristics of a martial artist who reflect through people's actions. 
And I think it also comes from, first of all, from your Sifu. If your Sifu is open-minded and respectful of over, of other lineages, then most probably you will follow exactly. her, his or her example, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's very, very important to that's very understand. Mm. Excellent. Um, Sifu Della, what is your favorite Wing Chun related story and uh, can you share it with us? Okay, um, I have quite a lot of favourites, um, but I think that I'm going to tell you the one that is the most meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke a little bit about when I went to look for my Sifu, and yes. my uh, what I didn't say is it was almost like um, it was almost like a blind date because um, <laughs> I got to the point where I'd almost given up, and uh, one of my students had organised um, me to meet. Uh, my Sifu. I'd spoken by by email, but I never ever looked because I, I was at the point where, like I said, I'd almost I'd almost given up hope a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never looked on the website. I never looked at any videos. I didn't even know what he looked like. So I went out to Hungary um, with one of my Kung Fu brothers, and we were sitting in a restaurant. And um, I went off to the toilet, and then when I came back, there was two Hungarian men sitting down. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know which one he was. Um, so they both stood up. One was really tall, really yeah. big, um, and the other one was smaller and um, almost almost hardly noticed him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I was drawn more to the, the big guy. I thought, okay, he must be the one in charge. And I said, hello. And then he went, oh, this is... Hello? Um, he was very kind and humble um, and he understanding can you sorry <laughs> you, you just you got cut off at the part when uh, you were talking about your um, your Sifu oh, you actually sorry. noticed um, that he was uh, your Sifu yeah so basically I saw um, I didn't know what he looked like but when I realized it was him I was a bit surprised because yeah. he was um, very unassuming um, he didn't look like you know i mean he's some he's someone you would notice and you you wouldn't notice in in a room would stand like not big muscles big strong or you know had massive heavy presence or anything he just mm-hmm. was very um a very calming presence um mm. and he was really kind and he listened to me first and wanted to know um what i'd been through and what i wanted to do and what was my passion about wing chun and mm-hmm. and then when i saw him in action I was, which was the very next day we went to the instructor class and my jaw hit the floor <laughs> i i it literally i i've never seen anyone move that fast in real life and i and he was so um he, he did his main approach was to teach us yeah. well not to show off yeah but i noticed his speed and i was like Damn, <laughs> you know, and um, that was that was that was my favourite moment because, I, like I said, I didn't know what he looked like, I had no expectations, and he ticked every single box of what I was looking for in a teacher. So it was quite quite a lovely lovely trip. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I love that. I, love that. I just I, I feel my uh, you know I wish you could see my smile right now. <laughs> it's it's definitely something that. Um, I would aspire you to, you know, skill and being very, very humble and being there for mm. your students, being and being first of all interested in making your students good or helping them become good mm. rather than making them. 
Absolutely. So what happened after that? Did you immediately um, enroll in the class? What was the next step for you? So the next um, step we had, we, we went to the instructor class, they taught, they taught me openly. Um, I'd realized, you know, I had, I had a lot to learn, which made me so happy. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, at heart, I'm always, a, I'm always a, 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 you know, enthusiastic student. So I was very excited. And um, he just he just asked, would you like to join us? And I said, if, if you'd have me, of course. And um, he, yeah, I, that, the, rest is, the rest is kind of history. He's, he's been there for me through some really hard times um, and you know one occasion he literally got on a plane the next day and come down took me back to Hungary and had me train out there um, uh-huh. to prepare me for my master grade he's um, he's been a, a refreshing uh, part of my life actually um, him and all the, all, the, all the instructors out there they're all good men they're gentlemen they're kind they're respectful I've never felt um, more comfortable mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. amongst amongst um, so many guys because they're, they're mostly men. They're mostly men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a few women out there, but there's most they're mostly men. So. Excellent. And like uh, we mentioned before, it comes from the seafood first of all. Yes. Excellent. Um, what keeps you going today? Pardon. What keeps you going? Um. Uh, it's not something I can explain. It's uh, I don't know. Again, I've, I've said quite a few cliche things in this uh, <laughs> in this interview, but for me, it's um, I haven't got a choice. I, I absolutely mm-hmm. live for Wing Chun. This is my mm-hmm. full-time career. Um, if whenever I, I I feel life is hard or I'm having a hard time mm-hmm. and I train, it brings me back to my core. So this is this is uh, it's, it's who I, it's part of who I am. Um, it's my it's my calling. It's my passion. It's made me a better person, a better mother, a better daughter, a better friend. And um, yeah, it's, it's, this is my life now. Winching is part. Of, I know that I know that sounds really really crazy, but that's that's exactly how I feel. It's not. I actually find it incredibly inspirational, to be honest. Oh, good. <laughs> good. I was trying to avoid a bit of the tease. But that's the truth. That is that is that is the truth. That's how I feel. So yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, I was in a point in my uh, career where I wanted to quit and just um, focus on my on personal development, on teaching personal development, and then that's it. And hearing you say that actually mm, reminds me why I keep going and why I actually chose this path. And um, yeah, wow. I absolutely resonate with uh, with what you said, one hundred percent. This is an incredible thing, eh? But yeah. I think also knowing the history of Wing Chun and the people that it was been, it has been passed down through and the things that they went through in their time mm-hmm. um, and they kept going, that's a massive inspiration. It's like you're, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like you're, you're connected with history a little bit mm-hmm. and some, some really incredible people, some, you know, out, out of this world, how they could... Um, they could they could fight back the way they did and carry on and pass it on and push through all the all the ch- challenges they had. Absolutely. Um, so it, it has been obviously now it's it's taught it's taught in a bigger, um, more open way and it's um you know it's it's a martial art and most people see it. it's a martial art just like any other martial art but for me I think Winchester is extra special just because of its history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know so yeah. That's... Excellent. Excellent. <laughs>
Awesome. It was it was a great pleasure to finally um, get a chance to to talk to you and um, get a chance to to know you. And um, yes, uh, likewise. <laughs> and I'm sure that the people listening are very very grateful and happy to learn your point of view on Wing Chun. And um, hopefully, this will inspire more um, uh, female students to walk the path and uh, teach teach Wing Chun. Mm, I hope so. Um, if it does, that make me very, very happy. Um, I do apologize for a bit of babbling on, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm very grateful that you've asked to speak to me and if it does help and encourage or inspire more women to move forward and actually become teachers, that would mm -hmm. make me very happy. Excellent. Be a very good thing. Where can people get in touch with you? Um, I have my website, dulledwingchun.com. Mm -hmm. um, all my contact details are on there. Um, I'm on Instagram as well and, and Facebook, of course. So, yeah, people can contact me any any of those avenues. <laughs> Excellent. I'll post a link in the description where um, uh, you guys can uh, check uh, Sifu Dalla Sullivan's um, website. And, uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, listening. As usual, go to addictedtowingchun.com for some for more episodes of our Wing Chun podcast for some awesome free content. And of course, if you don't have a Wing Chun school close to you, or maybe your uh, schedule doesn't allow you to come regularly to class, do check out our online Wing Chun uh, program. There are some things that you will never be able to <laughs> learn online, which is fine, but there are there are ways in which you can uh, establish a strong Wing Chun foundation so that you can use it for um, for basic self-defense. Excellent. Sifu Sullivan, thank you so much for uh, accepting this interview. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Excellent.